Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shelf Care Interview, an occasional conversation series where Booklist talks to book people. This Shelf Care Interview is sponsored by Bloomsbury Children's Books. I am Ronnie Curry, Associate Editor, Books for Youth, and today I am talking to Jamar J. Perry. Jamar is the debut author of Cameron Battle and the Hidden Kingdoms. He received his PhD in Literacy Education, Language, Culture, and Social Inquiry from the University of Maryland, College Park. Before that, he taught middle school language arts for four years, where the majority of the students were Black boys. Like Cameron, his protagonist, Jamar hopes that one day all Black boys can understand how magical and joyful they really are, no matter how different they may feel. Today, we will be discussing Jamar's debut, Cameron Battle and the Hidden Kingdoms, a middle grade fantasy that hits shelves on February 1st. Thank you so much for joining me today, Jamar. Thank you so much, Ronnie, for having me. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) We're so excited to talk to you and to hear about this book. So if you don't mind, could you kick us off? For those who don't know, just introduce us to Cameron Battle and the Hidden Kingdoms. So Cameron Battle and the Hidden Kingdoms is a middle grade fantasy novel about a young 12-year-old Black queer boy named Cameron Battle. In the novel, Cameron Battle loses his parents, his mother and his father at a very young age. So because of that, he has to go live with his grandmother. And while he's at his grandmother's house, he starts to think about the stories they told him about magic and about adventure and about fantasy. And all these stories are locked within this magical book that his parents have told him has been passed down through generations of his family. And so what happens is he has a sleepover with his two best friends, Zion and Aaliyah, and they convince him to go to the attic to read the book again. And when they read the book again, it opens up an entire portal to the same magical world that his parents told him about. And through this book, he's able to go through the fantasy world, to see what's there, to experience the magic of this world. So it's really a book about this Black boy named Cameron Battle, who, with his help of his friends, Zion and Aaliyah, he really just comes into his own and realizes who his ancestors are. And he steps into his rightful place as this new recipient of this magical book that his parents left him. Perfect. That's beautiful. We're going to talk more about Cameron, but just by way of kind of an introduction to you, and then since you're a debut, I would just love to hear about your author journey, as well as sort of how the book evolved. So what led you to writing middle grade fantasy? And how did Cameron's story kind of evolve with you over time? Right. So thank you so much for that question. It's such a whew, such a long story. Um, <laughs> I, when I was in undergrad, what was this? About 13 years ago, it was the first time that I was assigned Octavia Butler's Kindred when I was an undergrad. I think I was a freshman or a sophomore. I can't remember. And so it was the first time that I actually saw Black people on the page leading a fantasy and a sci-fi novel. So Kindred is about this main character named Dana who has to time travel from the present to the past to save her ancestors. And so when I read that book, I was just so elated at seeing not only Black characters become the hero of a novel, but they also have to struggle in order to be that hero, right? So they're going through Mm -hmm. a lot of trials and tribulations on the road to be a hero. Because up to that point, almost all the entire books that I had read were led by white people. And if Mm -hmm. they did have diverse casts, the diverse casts were... They were always the the minor characters who kind of pushed the main character on, right? And so Cameron Battle just kind of grew out of the need to kind of see not only Black people on page, but to see a Black boy on page. And I really wanted to showcase, I really wanted to use what I learned from Octavia Butler and what she talked about writing in my own writing. And so Cameron Battle became 
not only did he became a symbol of wanting to see black boys on page, but also he became a symbol of me trying to work through my own childhood as well. But when I when I was a child, I really I was alone all the time. I didn't really have that many friends. Like I, I have an identical twin brother, but when it came to schooling, you know, friendship was just a, a thing that I struggled with. And so what I really wanted to show on page, I wanted to kind of marry my own personal life with what I learned from Octavia Butler about like how do Black people become the heroes of their own story and how they use their own struggles and trials and tribulations to become those heroes. Because I don't really believe that for me, like I don't really, I don't really believe that people understand what true love is or they or they, they don't understand what um, true happiness is unless they go through a struggle, unless they go through trials and tribulations. And that's what Cameron does throughout the book. Not only he's he's alone at the beginning of the story, but he has to utilize the help of his friends in order to be a successful hero. And so that's how I kind of chose Cameron Battle as like the figure that I wanted to lead the book, just kind of based on my own childhood and based on what I learned about fantasy and sci-fi as I went to college. So it was it was a long journey for me. Let's get back to kind of your your character work. It's so just you as as a person. It's clear that that writing for black boys is really important to you. And I I understand just from reading a little bit that some of the work and research you've done has centered around like progressive masculinity, which mm-hmm. was kind of a new term for me, actually. So I wonder if you can talk about how you kind of were exploring masculinity through Cameron's story and what you hope young readers will, will take away from that. When I did my PhD, when I was writing my dissertation, my dissertation was on the differences between traditional masculinity versus Black masculinity when it comes to Black boys and men, right? And so when we talk about the differences between traditional and progressive masculinity, Traditional masculinity is what we usually associate with men in American culture, right? So taking care Mm -hmm. of the family, providing for the family, having the tough exterior, right? Not being able to cry, not being able to show those emotions that other people may have, right? And progressive masculinity is defined as the opposite of that, right? So using a communal focus in order to raise children, right? To to have a progressive household where where kids are encouraged to cry, where kids are encouraged to show their feelings, where kids are encouraged to do things outside the norm of what a, a traditional masculine person would do. And so Throughout the book, that was one of the things that kind of challenged me. And also I, I was exploring masculinity through Cameron's story because I wanted to show that that Black boys contain multitudes, right? And so Black boys are not really, in my opinion, are not really given the space and the opportunity to, in order to show their emotions, to show their feelings, to show love for their friends. And I wanted to really explore that through Cameron's life because that's something that I couldn't do as a child, right? And so I really want to explore Cameron falling in love with his best friend Zion, right? I really want to show him crying with his friends. I really want to show him loving on his best friend, uh, Aaliyah as well. And how in the book, there's a certain part in the book where Aaliyah tells Cameron, it's okay to love Zion, right? Or it's okay to, to think that you're going to lose him, or it's okay to think that things may not work out. But through that thinking, you have to take those steps in order to make sure that these bad things don't happen. And in order to do that, you have to show love to the people that you love in your life. And so I thought that it was really important to show Cameron struggling with the different modes of masculinity. And we get to see him pick the mode of masculinity that he wanted to pick at the end of the novel, right? So he becomes more progressive as we go on throughout the novel. And I really want kids to see that and specifically Black boys to see that because I want Mm -hmm. them to know that masculinity is not a monolith. There is not one way to be masculine. And I want them to see that there's nothing wrong with showing love to other Black men in your life. 
Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for educating me on that. <laughs> and I, I do think it really came through in, in a beautiful way. Thanks. Let me ask if you, if you can think of a kind of a craft element or a scene, like what was the, one of the biggest challenges with writing this book? And maybe you just answer that actually, but also more, more, I'm more interested in what was, what was one of the most joyful parts about writing this book? I think I could answer this question with one thing, right? And I think that the biggest challenge and the biggest joys of writing this novel was the friendship in the novel. Like, as again, as I said, I, I didn't really have that many friends growing up. So I, I really didn't know what it meant to be a friend. Right. Because I'm always so alone or I do things. I'm like, I'm like a lone ranger. Right. So I'm always like, you know, I, I don't need any help or, you know, I can do it by myself or I can do it alone. I don't need I don't need I don't need people to assist me. Right. And so that was one of the biggest challenges for me. So when I created Aaliyah and Zion and Cameron, they all became a different sliver of myself. So Cameron, to me, was the, the quiet, analytical boy who stayed in his head a lot. And that was me as a child. Aaliyah became the one who was like very intelligent. She's the one who pushes Cameron in order to become a hero. And so that was me as a child too. I was very intelligent because I was always, I was always by myself. So I read a lot and I always was about the written word. And so that's how Aaliyah is. And then Zion is the funny part of me, right? The one who always makes people laugh, the one who's always, you know, saying a, a bad joke, right? Or mm -hmm. the one who's always, you know, when my, if I see someone feeling sad, I'm all, I always have like a quick-witted joke for them to make them laugh and cheer them up. And so that, the biggest challenge for me was to kind of create these different characters who have different things about them in order to push Cameron on to be the hero that he needs to be in order for him to to save this kingdom, right? And so, but I think the most joyful part of that for me was to show that these are three different kids with three different ways of being and, and three different ways of going about things, but they all come together to make a cohesive unit in order to make Cameron this person who has to have the necessity and the, ne and the necessary tools in order to be a magical hero. You could probably write a whole book on this topic if you haven't already. But do you, do you have any advice, since you have an education background, for educators if they want to bring this book into the classroom or similar books and how to kind of share it with kids and, and, and kind of what value it has in that setting? So I think that with educators, I really want them to focus on the emotions of the book. And I really want them to understand Cameron's journey, not through, I mean, you can, you can do it through the hero's journey archetype. And we, and we, and we talk about that all the time, but I also want them to, to understand the different ways Cameron has to deal with what it means to save this, to save an entire country, right? He has to mm -hmm. save the entire country at 12 years old, right? And the emotions that happen along the way. And so I, I still remember growing up when I, when I would read novels about heroes saving an entire people or an entire country or an entire continent, they did it because it was required of them and there wasn't really any missteps along the way. And so I really want educators to really focus on the times where Cameron gets fed up, the times where Cameron gets frustrated, the times where Cameron believes that he can't do it, the times that he worries about his friends, the times where he worries about where his mother and father are, the times where he wants to go home, the time where he thinks that I just can't do this. I can't you know, I, don't, I can't learn to fight. I can't learn to use magic. I can't learn to use this book that my parents left, left for me, right? And so there's so many moments within the book that happen where Cameron is on the journey to become a hero and he doesn't feel like it, right? And so there's always this thing where people always say that you have to be happy all the time, that you have to be joyful all the time, that you have to make jokes all the time. But what about those times where you don't feel that way? 
right? What about times where you feel frustrated? What about the times where you, you feel sad? What about the times where you feel angry? There are some days where Cameron wakes up and he doesn't even want to be in this um, fantastical country anymore. There are mm-hmm. times where he wants to just go home with his grandmother and eat soup, right? And so I really want um, educators to really focus on who Cameron is as a character, the different myriad multiple emotions that he has as he goes on throughout the novel, and also start talking about what are some of those queer, those queer elements within the novel too that he has to deal with as well. So not only is he dealing with, can I become a hero? But he's also grappling with, what does it mean to love my best friend, right? And what does it mean to be queer and gay in a world that has told me that being queer and being gay is wrong, right? And so talk about these things, not only talk about the emotions that Cameron has, but also talk about, you know, what it means to be queer and what it means to be Black and queer and what it means to be Black, queer, and male, you know, the intersectionality of all the emotions. So yeah, hope that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I mean, this is a pretty tight 300 pages, but you put you, you managed to get a lot of layers in there. I'm, I'm excited to see how kids respond to it and to see it in the classrooms. Jamar, that's all the time we have. Thank you so much for, for sharing with us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much, Ronnie. Absolutely. And thank you to everyone else for listening to the Shelf Care interview. This Shelf Care interview was sponsored by Bloomsbury Children's Books, publisher of Cameron Battle and the Hidden Kingdoms, available February 1st. Until next time, happy reading, everyone.